Raphael. I'm going to try not to be before you that long. <coughs> Matthew chapter 12, starting at verse, is that where I want to be? Yes. Matthew 12, starting at verse 22. Let's go down there. Praise the Lord. It said, Then a demon possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. And it says he healed that man so that he could speak and see. Lord, thank you. Now, we look and we focus on the natural part of this, but let's look at also the spiritual implication of this. This person could not see, could not speak, and comes into contact with Jesus and is released, and he is healed. And the crowd is amazed and asks, verse 23, could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? And But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, no wonder he can cast out the devil or demons because he gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, any kingdom divided by civil war or any house divided against itself cannot stand. It says a town or a family splintered by fueling our feuding, rather, will fall apart. When we're talking about getting our house in order, can't nobody tear up your house but you. <laughs> yes, some of us, we worried about what somebody's saying in on the job and what somebody's saying in our family or somebody's saying down the street in the community, but you are your own worst enemy. And the Satan can't do nothing without your permission. Listen, he can't do nothing without you. And Jesus understood here that they were questioning his authority, his divinity, and the source of his power. And Jesus lays down the kingdom principle for his followers and those who were spectators looking. It says the Pharisees, the religious leaders, heard about the miracle and they were questioning and skeptical of what he was doing and how he was able to do it. They said that the source of his power was not clean, but it was demonic. They said he gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts. Any kingdom divided against itself will not stand. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he's divided and fighting against himself. And his own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too. So who will condemn you for what you have said? But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank the Lord for his kingdom. Amen. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the realm of God's reign and rule and authority in and over our life. Amen. If we are going to get our house in order, 
we've got to come into the kingdom and to come into the kingdom we have to come into christ and when we come into christ we come into christ by faith and it's something that we do not with our head only although we do have to make a decision but it's something that has to take place in our heart and what takes place in our heart then begins to produce and bring forth fruit and the kingdom of God Jesus said has arrived among you for who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods only someone who is even stronger someone could tie him up and then plunder his house I submit to you this morning that there is uh, many of organizations and people and things and systems and structures and houses that are in discombobulation and chaos because Jesus have not become Lord and when Jesus is not Lord it is a gateway and access for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc and do what he wants to do it says who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his good. Jesus is asking a question and he's asking a question not because he's confused or does not know the answer to it. He's asking the question to kind of pique their intellect and pique their motivation. He says only someone even stronger could come in and time up and plunder his house. Then he says here, anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. I'll read down further and go down to verse 43. It says in Matthew 12, verse 43, and I'm skipping a lot here. It says when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest but finding none. And then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. Three places, three states. It's empty. It's swept, and it's in order. And what is Jesus talking about? Now, this is not a literal situation, but he figuratively and spiritually is providing clarity of what happens when we are not in alignment fully with the truth of the will and the word and the plan and the purpose of God. We can look like our house and our life, rather, is in perfect condition, is in perfect order. Here it says, this spirit have left a person, but it goes back and finds its former house empty. Okay. Here's the first thing you got to write down. You got to be careful when there is a void in your life. All right. We have to be careful when there's a hole in our heart. Come on. We're talking about getting our house in order. The enemy loves empty spaces. Now, this is the teaching of Jesus. Y'all say, pastor's talking crazy. Well, no, this is the word is in red. Somebody say the word's in red. And so when you read the word in red, you're reading the word of Christ. And he's giving us a spiritual and a biblical principle 
of how the kingdom of darkness is able to function. And if we understand how the kingdom of darkness is able to function, and we get an understanding of how we as men and women of God are to align and order our life so that the things that the devil have done to hold us back and to draw us back no longer draw us back, but we move into this place in God where we have authority and power and we're able to march forward. And I want that to be my message today. March, somebody say march forward. I can't march forward. I know we just spring forward in daylight savings time. Don't have nothing to do, amen, they say with the spiritual and the biblical foundation of this text. But listen, God is trying to bring us forward. He's trying to take us higher, but we can't do it if we ain't got our house together. And we can't get our house together with religion. Listen to me. We can't get our house together with ritual. We can't get our house together by doing things in the manner in the place, in the way that we think they're supposed to be done, but we have to do it the way he says it's supposed to be done. We can't march forward into the purpose and the divine plan and destiny of God if we have a void and we have an empty place that we have not allowed the Lord to deal with. Amen. The first step of deliverance, we're talking about getting your house in order. You've got to deal with you. So many of us are focused on what somebody else have done to us, how they have hurt us, how we had a bad upbringing or environment, how we've been hurt, how we have been disappointed. But the Lord wants to principally deal with you. Somebody say you got to deal with self. One of the biggest issues that I've seen personally, just even professionally dealing with life in leadership is when folk get in charge of something, but they don't see themselves. And when they don't see themselves, and when they have not dealt with self, they wreak havoc everywhere they go. And listen, we can't wreak havoc and expect God to move. Y'all listen to me. A house has to be swept. It has to be in order in terms of the way God said. We're going to march forward. Listen what happens when there's an empty place, when there is a void. Listen, when there is a hole in our life, the enemy uses that as a tool against us to hold us back. And then he brings in reinforcement. Listen to me. The enemy don't operate in isolation. That's what we do. And see, this is what spiritual people do. Spiritual people are at home. Spiritual people reading the Bible by themselves. They don't have a pastor. Listen to me. Spiritual people know everything. Help me, somebody. Jesus was talking to the Pharisee, and he was talking to the spirit of that time in that era that we still in now. Listen, what are you talking about? Verse 39 says, Jesus replied, only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. Listen, we're dealing with a spirit, amen, but we can't deal with the spirit by ourselves. 
because the spirit world and the demonic realm does not operate in division. It operates in unison. And one reason why the church is not as effective as it should be is because too many of us who said we are Christians, who say that we love God, we are in constant war with ourselves and with one another. Instead of focusing our attention on the divine perk and plan of God to realize Jesus is the one that has the authority and the power to rule over darkness, but it will not flow through our life if we are at war with ourselves. What are you talking about here? I get free. I get delivered. I get saved. Come on. And I, I can preach this message for myself. But you got to be careful because some of the most religious people are some of the most demonically possessed and oppressed because we are at war with ourselves. When we put walls up, and we have the appearance that we've got it together and we don't. And when God delivers us, if we do not feel that more with his word, with his love, with his grace, with his gentleness, with his patience, the enemy will take a deep root. Listen, what do you mean a deep root? Okay, you can get free of one thing. But listen, the devil don't care who you are. Listen, the devil will go back and get seven other spirits to come and fortify himself to what that little thing that you got free from now, you, you have this whole thing that have built up walls in your life that is holding you back. It's holding you back. And we end up in a worse state than we were before. And what is the sense of that? Why? What is the purpose of going into the plan and the thing of God if I am worse off in here than I was out there. Y'all not going to help me preach this morning. This is the word of God. If you look at the gospel of Matthew, Jesus presents himself as the one who abides with his people until the end of time. And most of the teaching in Matthew is actually the teaching of Jesus. It's the instruction for how he wants us to live. And he provides us this instruction because he knows there are other ways. There are alternate methods. And he also knows that we need to know him more than a superficial way, but we need to know him in a spiritual inward way. Jesus lets us know here that it's possible to know the scripture in a superficial way, but not truly understand them. Because he speaks to, he says, an adulterous generation that demands a sign. Okay, it says, teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. We've got to be careful that we recognize how God operates and functions. And we recognize the genuine, authentic flow of God. Because if we don't recognize the authentic, genuine flow of God, we are easily deceived and drawn off in the other things. I can't tell you how many folk that pray a lot, that have been to school, that are smarter than I am, that gone crazy. Y'all not listening to me. Y'all not going to help me preach this morning. What are you talking about? How does this happen? This happens when we get off 
into a mindset where we are trying to figure it out, where we have the answers, and where we are looking to be catered to instead of worship him. Listen, large crowds were following Jesus. And I've said this before, but everybody didn't know him. Actually, there were very, very few people, if any, who truly understood who he was, why he came, and what he was going to do. And let us not be the people who have the word, who know the way, who've been raised in church, but we are the some of the greatest houses that the enemy operates in and from and through. Somebody say, help me, Lord. We've got to get free. Somebody say, we've got to get free. But when you get free, then you've got to be filled with the fullness of God. And when you get filled, uh, when you get full of God, self have to be removed. What do I mean by that? You don't lose your identity. You are still who you are. But listen, if we really peeled away to our true self, it's ugly. Listen, if we peel away our true self, it doesn't look good. That's why we need the blood of Jesus. Come on. That's why we need the love of Jesus. That's why we need the forgiveness and hope of Jesus. Because without him, absent of him, we avoid nothing. We are separated. Jesus was able to do what he was able to do because he understood the system of God and he had the spirit of God. He was empowered by the Holy Ghost and he understood his authority did not come from man. It came from God. And he understood that he could speak and drive out spirits because there was something greater on the inside of him. But that greatness comes when God fills us and we get out of the way. Somebody say, you got to get your house in order. And the way to get your house in order, you realize that your house is not your house. It's his. And I said this, and we always like to use money and stuff, but your life, Paul said it, you know, your body is the temple of God. Listen, the temple was not the bricks of Jerusalem. The temple was truly us, human. Listen, God came to live, to dwell in men. Thank you, Jesus. His house. I'm his house. And I've got to be careful that the rooms and the chambers of my heart and my life don't become empty, don't become idle. Listen to me. Don't become void of his word, void of his presence, void of his promise, void of his love. I have to make sure that the unfilled spaces in my heart, in my life, and listen, every place of hurt, every place of disappointment, every place 
of frustration, we always have to come to this place where we're at the cross. We preached about the cross. Somebody said, you need to get to the cross. What happens when you get to the cross? The cross is the place where things die. The cross is the place where things are crucified. And what's crucified? The flesh. And what's the flesh? Self. The, say, the scripture says the flesh is enmity against God. How do we get our house in order? You say, preacher, I'm, I'm clean. And, and this is a Christian. You say, I, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't cuss. Listen, I don't cheat. I pay my taxes. Listen, I'm not doing nothing to nobody. We got to be careful. Because the trick of the enemy is to leave us in a state that we were worse off than we were before. If we do this out of a religious place. Do y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? And listen, the people that are in darkness, they don't care about our robes and our jewelry and our theology and all of this. A lot of stuff that turn folk off. Amen. You religious. Be real. Listen, be real. And you don't have to act like you've got it all together. Listen, how do you get your house in order? You get it in order when you recognize and admit that I'm a mess. That I got issues. That I have struggles. Listen, there's too many of us. And I tell men this all the time. You got to be careful. Because if you do not have a person that you can be real with in your life, the enemy loves to hide in places where you are in isolation. You have to have accountability. And listen, we can't do this by ourselves. Listen, uh, you can't do this by yourself. And I don't want to do it by myself. Thank you, Lord. We thank the Lord for the covenant of marriage. The reason why he said man and woman be together because it's not good for man to be alone. The Lord knew what he was talking about. How do we move and march forward into the plan and the purpose of God? We have to let Jesus fill every chamber of our mind, of our heart, of our thought, of our will, of our emotions. We have to fill it with the word. We have to fill it with prayer. We have to fill it with praise. And then we've got to give it out. And what do you mean you got to give it out? We've got to walk it out. We've got to serve it out. Listen, God calls us to uh, sons and daughters, but he also calls us to servantship and slaveship and bondship. And listen, Paul said, and I'm trying to paraphrase it the right way, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Listen, Paul said this too, yet I die daily. Why? Because if, if I am doing it my way, come on, 
the enemy has a space and a place to operate in my life and he will fortify himself and yes you can get free from it but why not just live in the freedom that God have called us free he says stand fast in the liberty from which Christ have set you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage amen thank you Lord somebody say Lord help me come on Lord heal me Lord deliver me everybody in this room need to be healed from something everybody in this room need to be delivered from something amen Amen. In the moment that you think you don't, you in a you in a place, amen, for Satan to fortify himself. Amen. Come on. That's why Jesus left us with the pattern of repentance. We've got to constantly stay before the cross. Amen. It's not just on the first Sunday when we take communion. Jesus understood how the enemy operates. He understood the thoughts of the religious system which was really the thing that fought the most against him what fought against the ministry of jesus was not caesar amen was not uh the roman empire the reason why they crucified him because the folk that was church folks was out there in the crowd cheering and shouting crucify him listen they were the ones who had a problem with what he was doing thank you jesus March forward into the plan and the purpose of God, but don't march in it undelivered. Get free. Somebody say get free. Get healed. Somebody say get healed. Get delivered. Amen. Some of us think, oh, I get a husband, I get a wife, then I'll have what I need. Listen, you'll be in more bondage if you don't get yourself together. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ain't no sense in me trying to help nobody with something. If I've got a mess myself that I haven't dealt with on my own. Listen, God wants to deal with us this morning. We've got to get delivered. We've got to get healed. We've got to get set free so that we can march forward. Listen, Remnant Church, God have a work for us to do. Listen, and it's bigger than me and my wife. It's bigger than us. Thank you, Lord. He has a work for us to do, but let's not do it in bondage. Come on, let's get our house in order. Come on, let's get our house in order. Let's get our house in order. Let's get our finances in order. Let's get our family in order. Let's get our ministry in order. Let's get our body in order. Come on, let's get our family in order. Too much stuff in disarray. Because, listen, the trick of the enemy is for things to look like they are okay. For them to look like they're going well. But God can see past the surface of what's going on in our life. And I just want to tell you, you'd be surprised how many folk look like they got it together. But there's a void in their heart. There's a void in their life. Thank you, Lord. And they can't get enough to drink of alcohol to fill it. You can't smoke enough weed to get high away from it. Y'all not going to help me to preach this morning. You can't have enough sex, amen, to numb yourself from it. Listen, this is just real talk this morning. 
time for us to get free so we can march forth. We live in a culture and a society that nurses hurt, that nurses pain. Listen, that's why there is a reefer shop on every corner because people are trying to smoke their problems away, their pain away. Do you hear me? Let's get healed and delivered for every empty place, every void. Listen, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank God for those nails that was in his hand. That was a place, amen, for my healing and deliverance to flow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That was the place of my breakthrough. Come on, the place of my breakthrough is not in somebody's $100 line of conference, but it's at the cross and at the foot of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He had the ministry to heal, to save, and to set free. Thank you, Jesus. And now, more than ever, it's time for us to get our house in order, saints. Time is winding up. Thank you, Jesus. We're looking for a sign. We're looking for a wonder. But listen, Jesus is right in front of you where you are today. But will you meet him? Thank you, Jesus. Will you touch him? Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we wonder, what if I was there at the time when Jesus was walking the earth? A lot of us would have been like them was, questioning and skeptical and not realizing what was in front of us. And listen, don't us forget and not remember and realize and take advantage of this moment that's in front of us right now. Because God wants to do something significant in through, through us, in us. But we got to get free and stay free. And the enemy's always trying to draw you back into a place. And I want you to come to this altar this morning. There's some of us. Amen. I'm always the first partaker where the enemy's trying to take you backwards. And God is trying to take you forward. And listen, you may have fallen down. You may have made a mistake, but you can get up because Jesus got the power if you've got the faith. Come on. That's why the psalmist said, lead me to the rock. You're the one that's higher than I. Listen, you can't bind the strong. You can't come in the house unless you bind the strong man. And we serve a God who's got all power and all authority over all sickness, all over disease, over all places of bondage and adversity. Thank you, Jesus. And how do we truly get free? Listen to this, and I need to stop. The teaching in Matthew, a lot of it is the teaching of Jesus. That's really our place of liberation. And a lot of us are locked up because we are in places of spiritual ignorance, and we have not found our way to the cross. Amen. And we've been eating from everybody else's table. That's why, and I'm going to say this, when I was coming up, Listen, you didn't go to everybody's church. You didn't run everybody's stuff. Y'all not saying nothing. And, and if I had to preach somewhere, I said this before, I didn't go without a pastor. But now everybody does what they want to do. We eating everywhere spiritually and folks are confused because we're listening. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. And listen, we are in a time, we've got folk that are opportunists. Listen to me. Ooh, I'm, I'm preaching good this morning. Thank you. We got spiritual opportunists. Folk can see God's hand on your life. And they know how to say and do stuff to trick you and to tie you up. 
for their own agenda. Listen, but it's time for us to march forward and to get free. Listen, if you're looking for somebody to validate you, listen, you'll find yourself in a position being manipulated. Listen, we've got to learn how to let Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lay his hands on us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for what he's doing. Thank God for how he's moving. Amen. Time for us to get our house in order. Listen, there's too many of us. We can look back at the state of the church and wonder, how is it that this was like this? How did that happen over here? How did that happen over here? Because people weren't healed, they weren't delivered, and they weren't set free. Listen, I got some folk, they can preach circles around me, can quote all kind of scripture and have y'all jumping across the chairs, but they're not saved. What are you talking about? There's some folk that can sing and play better than us. And have you flying out of your chair. Y'all seen them old concerts, the temptations, the women was throwing their clothes up on the stage. Listen, a lot of that kind of stuff is going on in church in its own way. Because we have become a place of entertainment. And we are confused. We are bound. And we need to be delivered. Listen, Jesus came that we'd have life and have it more abundantly. You need to get free today. You need to get healed today. Listen, come on. There's an empty place in your life. There's a void. There's a place of hurt. You need to be delivered. Come on to the cross and meet Jesus. Come on to the altar and receive Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm holding on this message. This is really the message I had for last Sunday. If you really want to know the truth, praise God. Amen. And I did it the other way. Last week, I said, give yourself to Jesus. Well, we're still talking about that. Amen. But this morning, I used the scripture where he talked about a house divided against itself will not stand. Warn with yourself. Come on. You're at war with yourself. Why? Because the enemy knows God has a plan for your life, that you have an assignment, that you remark, that you have a purpose, that you have a destiny, that you have an anointing, that he's something that you're to do. Amen. So he's going to do everything that he try can to keep you in a pattern and a repeating cycle. Thank you, Jesus. Get delivered. Thank you, Jesus. Get healed. Get see some of you. The Lord's blessing. Amen. Financially. Come on. He's blessing you on your job. Come on. Don't go back to the way that it was the last time. Come on. Learn your lesson from that relationship. Learn your lesson from that disappointment, from that hurt. Get healed and move forward and march forward by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let Jesus fill this place. Thank you, Jesus. Let Jesus fill this heart. Let Jesus fill our minds so we can march forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm done preaching. Amen. I'm giving the altar peel for the third time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Time for us to get healed. Thank you, Jesus. Late Bishop G. Patterson used to say that all the time, be healed. Hallelujah. Be delivered and be set free. Come on. Today is your day for healing. Thank you, Jesus. Today is your day for deliverance. Thank you, Lord. Come on to march forward. God has a work for me to do. There's an assignment. There's a call on your life. Thank you, Jesus. There's a purpose and a plan for your life. Come on. I'm not going to be hindered. I'm not going to let nothing stop me. 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to let myself keep me, amen, from the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, wherever you are. Come on, lift your hands wherever you are. And, Lord, I surrender to you. Lord, I want to be free today. You see every void. You see the empty places. You see the empty chambers of my life. Lord, I want you to feel. I want you to feel my heart. Come on, I want you to feel my mind. I want you to feel my body. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Come on, there's a freedom. Hey, 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 in its presence. Thank you, Jesus. There's a freedom in its presence. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I'm at war with myself. I'm struggling with my mistake. I'm struggling with my past. I'm struggling with my hurt. Come on, I'm struggling with my pain. But I want the Lord to touch me, to heal me, and give deliverance. Oh, bless the name of God. Oh, bless the name of God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come on, wherever you are, before I come to you, before I pray for you, come on, I just want you to begin to worship. Lord, I give myself to you. I surrender myself to you, my heart to you, my mind to you. I want to be delivered. Yes, Lord. Come on, Satan can't drive out Satan, but greater is he that's in me than he that's within the world. Oh, bless the name of God. Lord, I submit myself to your plan. I submit myself to your will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.